Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Dew Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Mike Benner, and we have no Jamel this week. No Jamel. He is uh, shooting web content where he gets high and reviews kaleidoscopes. Dude, he's just slinging that IP all over the place. Yeah, so we'll... Uh, slinging that hot, hot IP. Maybe we'll throw a link to that video. Or not. I don't know. Just on our Twitter it. when it go- gets out. Google it. Uh, but we have a replacement co-host. Uh, Number one fan of the podcast, he told us before. Yeah. He fought off a lot of people. My to become ba- the number one. Basically, my brother was the same name as him. It was basically just... Your brother is named Ethan Sandler? Well, Ethan Moses. But yeah, Ethan Sandler's our guest. <laughs> how's it going? What's up, man? Hi, how's it going? Ethan, you're, uh, you're, you're a comedy writer, Yeah. correct? Yeah. And okay, that, good. So all right, that. well, that was the podcast. <laughs> yeah. See you later. Yeah. So nice to meet you. You think, you'd think sometime we'd have like a basketball writer on. We'd... <laughs> hey, I was thinking, do you think like we could get Doris Burke to come on this show oh, or could man. we like go to Doris Burke and just talk to her just follow her around yeah. with a microphone she did the Cavs game uh, last night with the Hawks mm-hmm. and she's the best announcer Doris Burke is incredible just, yeah I, I love Doris it's so comforting hearing her talk about basketball and she's also so much smarter than yeah. every every player they have on yeah. and, and coach how many times smarter do you think she is uh, and I don't say this because I find him I find him very entertaining uh, but Jeff Van Gundy, is he like oh. the dumbest of all the 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 announcers? He, he feels like the guy who does like Mad Money. Yeah, Jim Cramer, and, and she's yeah. like, and she's like 
hosting like face. She's Rachel Maddow. Yeah, she's yeah. like Rachel, but she's like Rachel Maddow on like CBS News. I she's would. Like, she's like eloquent. She's incredible. Like, like tell stories. Like she's just like good. I was like, oh man, you're like so much better at this than Jeff Van Gundy, who just like. I would, by the way, gladly watch a Jeff Van Gundy show, Mad Money Style, where he's in a in a booth with like buttons that make sound effects, and yeah. he's just like pulling his hair out, freaking out about basketball. He'd be at good at it. Very high pitch. I would be. I, that would be so watchable. People calling in with like infuriating questions. <laughs> that would be delightful. Just like boing. <laughs> the Heat are not making the playoffs. I watched. Oh. I can't remember. It was a, a game earlier this week. I can't remember what game, but he was. Basically, he spent a good 15 minutes just talking about how the NBA needs to abolish the All-Star Weekend altogether, yeah. including the game. It's, it's, just, it's, t- like, it's enough. It's time. Oh, you, you think it's time to get rid of the All-Star? No, I think it's time for Jeff to get away from oh, the okay. announcing yeah. booth and maybe branch out into other yeah. forms of media. And I was like, I'm sure the NBA loves how you're just trashing yeah. the very product. He, does, he is like the cranky old man announcer who's like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to just say whatever I want. Yeah. But that's why he's entertaining. Why? Yeah, he why do I have so much more faith in Stan's intelligence? Because Stan can run a successful basketball he's team. Still, yeah, he's yeah. still coaching a team. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him in Detroit. Detroit's been a real disappointing team this year. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they might still sneak in, but like they kind of like last year. It's like more fun when you don't know what they are, and now we kind of just know a year more, and it's like, oh, well, Reggie Jackson's like kind of like a team killer, and Andre Drummond's not. DeAndre Jordan. One and, year ago, Andre Drummond was like the future of the league. Right? Yeah. And like it now like, he's like, you can't have a winning team with Andre Drummond. I bet last year you had a last year had a conversation at any point where someone was like Anthony Davis or Andre Drummond. And it was like a conversation. Yeah, a total toss up. You were like, I, you're like, I don't know. We'll Andre like, Drummond will get 75 rebounds in a basketball. Yeah. I don't understand how he does it. I've seen him play once live and it was like. That dude is gargantuan. Yeah, he's big. Against the Clippers? No, this I saw him against the Knicks, and that's when they had Josh Smith and Monroe. And so they'd rotate in these just – everybody was Huge. humongous. Yeah. yeah, And it was super impressive. I think my, I think Reggie Jackson's hurt. I, I don't think that he actually regressed this much. I think he's still in pain. That's because I don't know him at all, and I don't know anything about him, but – I, Are you impartial to him just because he played on the Oklahoma City Thunder? So we should probably have we should probably talk about your allegiances, okay. where you're from. This is vulnerable. We're yeah. gonna go to we're gonna go to. I need to feel safe before we break this down. We're in a pretty safe space right now. Okay, I think. can we guess before? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna based on your wardrobe choice. Yeah, Ethan is wearing this beautiful old Seattle Supersonics. It is a really up. pretty. It's you've had that since time, the 90s, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm guessing you're from Seattle. I am. And uh, for some reason, you stuck with the Thunder after they moved. I am, like, shamed. Like, I've been, I've been sent away from the tribe because of my horrifying decision to root for the Thunder uh, after they left Seattle. My now, when family... you say tribe, you mean... All Jews have shunned you? Most Jews hate. <laughs> I think most Jews probably do not like the Thunder. I will watch a Thunder game and they well, will. Well, there's no Jews in Oklahoma Not a City. single Jew is in the room yeah, when the know, Thunder are playing. There's yeah. just no Jews in there. Yeah. Unless they're like on the coaching staff. You've aligned yeah, yourself maybe. with the Gentiles. Yeah, yeah and, I did. Yeah. No, I've betrayed my people. I've betrayed morality by. But what I. The truth is that I started to care less about the Sonics when I moved to New York in the mid 90s. My ride's here. I have to go. We'll see you later. This is this is just going to flow with us. You know? Yeah. I think it adds drama to 
the story of your life you're about to tell. Oh, my yeah. God. It's not suddenly there's urgency. You're in New York. You're in New York. Things are crazy. Come on. It's the 90s. Hey, I'm walking here. People are smoking cigars. Let's get a pizza. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I, you know, when they got rid of camp, when they traded away Peyton, it just became more difficult. How did the Cavs get Sean Kemp? Did you just, just like, give him to us? Like, what happened? We got him for Vin Baker, basically. Well, Sean Kemp deteriorated so fast. The Cavs had Vin Baker. It was like a three-way trade. Vin How? Baker was a... I guess I could just Google this, but, I, but, but what do you... No, it must have that? been a three-way trade. That's right. Vin Baker was on the Bucks, right? Yeah. Did he get Did he get traded to the Cavs? Sean Kemp. All right. I'll, you, you fill. So you were, you were in New York. I'll, I'll look I moved up. to New York, and, you know, I was in college when the... Listen. First of all, I was seven years old when the Sonics won the championship. So, like, my earliest memories were going to see the Sonics at the Kingdom, pretending to be asleep as my dad carried me because we had season tickets. That's awesome. When they won the championship, my, they all got rings except for the mascot, the Weedle, which was a big orange fluffy dude. And <laughs> my dad made a ring, a, champi- a replica championship ring out of wood, and we gave it to the Weedle uh, in 19, I guess, 79. In the middle of the kingdom, so that's like that. The Sonics go deep for me. That, that's such compassion for that's, our mascot. Yeah, that's it's such really... compassion for someone who made such a bad decision with their life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really fell well, hard from that really beautiful place. Here's what's weirder, because the dude that was inside the Weedle was the author. Was your real father? Was dad? Yeah. And Weedle kept touching me and be like, <laughs> "I am your dad." Here are two quick things about the Weedle. Number one... Wait, wait are you going to address the author thing? Because I needed to hear the yeah. end of that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, the gentleman that was inside the Weedle costume, and the Weedle, by the way, was a great mascot. Not built for mobility. It had a very big ass uh, and a red nose and rosy cheeks, giant eyes, very long eyelashes. He was orange, and he'd wear a Sonics uniform. The, I'm, I'm looking at him right now. Now, that's, that's a he is... A-plus mascot. It's, this was, that's like 70s style. That dude's not hopping off a trampoline. That's some like H&R kind of, puffing stuff shit. That's right. Yeah. He got replaced by the Squatch, which is the Sasquatch, which oh. is just a moron, but who can jump and dunk. It's the Phoenix Gorilla is basically what, basically what like, killed the Weedle. like Pacific West Coast yeah. uh, Phoenix Suns Gorilla. Yes. That is like the most Seattle just like, version yes. of like, I listen to Nirvana. <laughs> this is so long before Nirvana, man. So okay, I'm gonna listen to Nirvana. <laughs> Thank you. I... So all right, there's the Space Needle, right? At the top of the Space Needle is a blinking red light, and basically, this author whose name I can't forget, which is shameful, went to the Space Needle's dudes and was like, uh, "I have an idea to how to brand the Space Needle." Was his name Stephen Cosgrove? Thank you so much. So. Mr. Cosgrove basically made up a story on the spot, yeah, called Weedle on the Needle. And it's a story about a big orange monster who lived up where Seattle was settled. And when the humans came and they worked, they whistled while they worked, and it drove the Weedle crazy. And he couldn't sleep, and all he wants to do is sleep. And so he goes and he steals all the tools, and then they finally stop working. But then um, I think they just built more tools, and they kept whistling. It's like this crazy story, and it ends with him asleep on the top of the Space Needle, uh... Uh, and when he's sleeping and he's so happy, his nose blinks. And that's why there's a light on top of the... And if you listen late at night, you, you can, can hear, hear the it. That's the Weedle screaming in pain. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So that's number one. Yeah. Number two... Stephen Cosgrove. Yeah. Hit us up if you're on Twitter and you're listening. He's amazing. 
Because he wrote a whole bunch of books. Anyway, so then number two is when I was seven years old and I was at the kingdom and the Weedle would walk around, I asked the Weedle if he had a penis. <laughs> and the Weedle opened up his shorts and looked, looked <laughs> down and shrugged. <laughs> and it really fucking confused me. And then I did, I did meet that meet that author years later, the Stephen Cosgrove dude. And I was like, yeah. I have two things to tell you. My dad made you that ring and I asked you if you had a penis. And he did not remember the penis question. Yeah, I bet that happened to him more than once. That, that is the most... <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it. Like, a... Like, the fact that he looked... Yeah, which I find charming. Yeah, but then the fact that he was like... Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. know. He should have... Like, yeah. I wish that he had been a, Of course, dude. Yeah. Unless he's just such an like innocent that creature like, that he's like, yeah, doesn't I think, know anything I think, about yeah. sex or gender. He's just like, I'm going to destroy this kid. I'm going to just <laughs> destroy him. Yeah. Good luck, motherfucker. Yeah. What's, what does that mean? Come <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. So Come, the, come with me to the bathroom. And I'll <laughs> Let's steal your innocence. <laughs> so the Sonic's roots run super deep for me. and it and But you went to New York. Yes, you just allegiance so, to the Knicks slightly. The year I moved to New York is the year the Sonics went to the finals against the Bulls, and that was super painful. And then it was the strike, really. The strike happened, yeah. and mm. the, it, around the strike is when Sean Sean Kemp got fat on the strike. Yeah, and so yeah. did Vin Baker, by the yeah. way. Yeah, Cavs got fat Sean Kemp. Yeah, and you guys got fat Vin Baker. Yeah, and the Cavs g- gave up to the Bucks, um, Terrell Brandon and Tyron Hill. And a conditional first round pick. Ooh, Black to the, Skeletor to the Bucks. To the Bucks. Could you, can you see who that pick turned became? Yeah, I'm oh, on, but I'm like a. That's like exciting. A Times article from '97. Oh, fine. We'll come back to it though. '97, um, yeah. So that's really soon after they went to the finals. Actually, that was uh, two months before the Indians lost in Game Seven to oh, Florida Marlins. Boy, it's not even out. basketball. <laughs> <laughs> We're just it's talking just about tra- sports <laughs> trauma from our youth. Yeah. Uh, but so you became like a Knicks fan, like during the late nineties. It was hard like, not to, and then yeah. the Nets, the Jason Kidd era Nets, were super enjoyable to watch. Young uh, Kenyon Martin, and I just could not get behind the Ray Allen, Richard Lewis, Brent Barry Sonics. See, that team was fun for me because I was at an impressionable age where I had like one of the NBA games, and like those two could just—they were both young and like yeah. video game good. Sometimes yes. the video games, like if like the players has that potential, they're just better in the game and yeah. Those, I mean, that was peak Ray Allen. Yeah. Rashard Lewis was just like, they're it, like oh, he's going to be really good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. Rashard Lewis would have done better now than he did oh, yeah. back then. He This is a far better game. So the game is more suited to his skill set. I mean, yeah, he was definitely kind of like a freak at a time. Like he was this high flying, like, yeah. dude who could, like, hit a, uh, a three pointer when, like, during a time when nobody was playing that way. Right. Now, now like, the Cavs have, like, Channing Fry guarding. Dwight Howard for 20 minutes. It just doesn't even matter. Just like Richard Lewis, just if you're 6'7 and could shoot 38% at least from yeah. that point, you're a four now. Yeah. And get seven rebounds. Yeah. It's, and be long on defense. But do you guys miss like like Anthony Mason like elbowing people in the face? Like, I do very like, much, yes. Yeah, I miss like, I miss, I kind of miss that sometimes when I see like Steph pulling up from 40 and like yeah. swishing a three pointer. I'm yeah. Like, for me, it's more the like James Harden, like, when when they pump fake off the line and then go around that closeout and go into the lane and nobody even does anything about it. Like, 
Durant is guilty of this, of people coming in the lane, and he just kind of gets out of the – like he doesn't want to get dunked on. He doesn't want to come off his man. Like those those are the moments in which – like, like, yeah. But the, also flagrants Durant. are just called for nothing. Now. For nothing. Like, yeah. uh, Blake, for nothing. Blake accidentally, like clearly uh, – Threw his elbow into someone's throat. Who? What game was that again? Oh, Vince Carter got kicked out for Devin Booker flopping. Yeah, yeah. Like, so they, like, look, just... they, they, like, like the Bleacher Report notification was <laughs> Vince Carter elbows Devin Booker like in the jaw, and I was like, oh shit, somebody, and he like flopped. Which, by the way, I would support so much if Vince Carter spent the next year and twenty games. Just putting elbows into people's noses and be like, just before I leave, I want you to see what it was like when I had to play. I bet Vince Carter's playing in like three years. This dude is just like, 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 if, like now he shoots three pointer. Like, do you think it's still... possible that Vince Carter had like has a younger brother who's just kind of <laughs> bought his act the way like Gallagher too bought Gallagher's act, <laughs> and we just didn't notice. We just never, we just never noticed. Not the There's same this guy. seamless transition yeah. to like a dude that's four years younger. Yeah, it was that yeah. Hugh Jackman uh, movie with Christian Bale where one of them's like a twin the whole time? No idea what you're talking cool. about. Cool. All right. Fun. <laughs> Damn. Oh, sorry. The, the prestige. Sorry. The pre- yeah, the prestige. Spoiler alert. Oh, I've never seen dude, it. that's a huge <laughs> oh, spoiler. Yeah. Well, whatever. It's mediocre. Spoiler alert Although... for a movie from 10 years ago, yeah. guys. Also, Bowie plays Tesla in that movie. Which Does he really? That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, wait a minute. One, a guy was able to be in two places at once, seemingly right. out of magic, but yeah, then just... it was just him and his brother? Yeah. So, like, basically, like, Hugh Jackman was, like, number one magician, and Christian Bale was, like, had this trick that, like, blew, like, him out of the water, was, like, I can, like go from one place to another right i can like fall into a box of water and then like show up there and it like drove him mad and he like basically figured out how to like clone himself and like it just turned out that like christian bale just had like a fucking the other guy was like oh dude relax no i just have it you freaked out because like huge like so basically with the help of bowie like hugh jackman figures out how to like reincarnate himself basically so he basically just keeps like killing versions of himself like over and over again. To do this is trick. the Prestige. Yeah, I think this is a poorly named film. I thought this was another dumbass magic movie. No, and it's this weird. sounds far more I think interesting. It's a Christopher Nolan. Movie. It sounds like a sci-fi yeah. movie. Sci-fi movie. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for spoiling this to everybody, but if you've seen it, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, that was a tight movie." <laughs> I can't disagree with what yeah. Peter is saying. Yeah, or that was like a tight description of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> people are going <laughs> <people are gonna, laughs> to compliment they your will, summation. Yeah, that's, that's very concise. <laughs> yeah, Peter was right about this movie. This is basically what it's about. Um, guys, we talked about uh, Harden and Durant a little bit already. I wanted to like find out like MVP picks for the season. We're we're almost at the playoffs. We're going to be getting a new MVP soon. Who do you guys uh, Who do you guys think was the most valuable player of the 2017 season? I, I I think that Russell Westbrook should win the MVP. I felt like you were going to say that. I, I'm not proud of myself, but I cannot. I just can't root for Harden. And I for me it would either be Westbrook or LeBron James. Yeah, I mean LeBron is the best player in the league, for sure, and his team falls apart when he's not on the floor. The Cavs yeah. don't win without him. Yeah, I don't know. I think I've kind of come to love Harden this year. Yeah, I think last year it was hard to watch him because the team wasn't winning, but he's playing. He's playing basically the same game this year, but the team is winning and he's making his teammates better. And I've I've come around on him. I like him, and he's. I mean, he's almost averaging his triple double on his own. Yeah, so it's hard. and his team is like exceptionally better than yeah. the Thunder. And Westbrook yeah. doesn't have the talent that that Harden does. He no. doesn't have an Eric Gordon. He doesn't have or the uh, coach. Yeah, but then like you could argue that the team is built entirely just to get Russell Westbrook a triple double average. Yeah, 
Because it, it is like kind of like a chicken or the egg scenario of like, is he just inefficient because he takes too many shots or does he take too many shots because like there's no one else? There's no other options. For him to... Well, first of all, on the Harden uh, point, I, I think when someone leads the leagues, leads the league in assists, it's hard. You generally like them more. Like that's just a good personality trait to have is yeah, I lead the league in assists. That's just what kind of guy I am. And it like helps like his narrative was very much like being like the selfish scorer. Yeah. So like putting them with, it's just like a good feel good story. With yeah. Tony. He's like making plays. Yeah. Yeah, I think that he totally is having an MVP season. Um, the Thunder are hard to watch. And there are moments where Westbrook is on the floor and he's passing to dudes who look like they've never held a basketball before are in their you, lives. Are you happy that you don't have to see Anthony Morrow shoot anymore? Yeah. I He was I'm not sure like He I, was the worst person who I people were like, he's a spot up shooter. It was like I don't think I ever saw Anthony Morrow make more than like one or two shots in a game. This is a phrase that's overused and I mean no disrespect to anybody. I'm so, but I think that Morrow is possibly like near the spectrum. Like he seems to be <laughs> very unusual in the way he's built mentally. He seems like a very unusual dude. Something. You sh- like the fe- he the he hot potatoes that ball. So yeah, it's crazy. But there yes. was also that time when um, they let him suit up for that game and put him in at the end so he can get a bucket. And everyone cheered for him. <laughs> and then they played it on SportsCenter. Oh, wait, was that that like high school he, like, it was like a autistic team manager? Court shot, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> so stirring. Yeah, you guys, you don't... When Victor Oladipo is like your number two dude, like that's not a good team. You're, yeah, you're in trouble. I want to be really clear. I, I, My real like loyalty is, is more to Kevin Durant than it is to the... Th- like, I still have residual rootings for the thunder but i i am in i am in such like the like so have you been rooting for been cheering for the the warriors this no year too? that's a, that's a very difficult thing to do as well so i'm basically enjoying the entire league like i am using basketball as an escape mentally more than is healthy it like, feels like you like are describing like how you like ended up doing some really bad illegal shit with your business. Yeah. It just like started innocently. Enough, yeah. And then you accidentally had to cook the books. Yeah. That's where I am. Yeah. Lost and confused. And yeah. Overwhelmed. Yeah. In moments of crisis. Like going to jail. I start thinking about lineups. Like I, I've gone, <laughs> like it's my model train set. Like I really, at this point, and I am not a young man. Like I am, it is weird, but I just don't, the way the world is right now, I would rather just be like deep diving. I think that's what's at least like, multiple people I've talked to about basketball this year feel like it's like full blown like distract themselves from everything that's happening. Yeah. In like a escapism. way that like it's yeah, like super awesome escapism with like drama and like it's got some like elements of survivor, some like housewives stuff going. It's just all encompassing. And you can nerd out about it. It's such a great year to nerd out on generally because like Dirk's leaving and that like Oh, he's playing another year. But this is like a chance to like say so long. Like it's great to see him, and he's super effective still. And I think were him and Vince Carter in the same draft class. Does that sound right? I feel like it was him, Vince Carter, and Paul Pierce. Maybe. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Are we just nostalgic, or like we remember that? So like we think like draft class classes were better, and like we're not going to like think about the 2014 class just because it like happened when we were old. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's hard to, but I mean, well, if we're, when we're just older, won't we be able to have that perspective, or do you think we'll just be more fond because of like the time it happened in your life? I mean, right? 
I don't know. Maybe it's just because like I also I'm like like I'm, I'm supposed to get excited about Lonzo Ball. Just a it's little, tough. A I'm little, feeling that way yeah. about Wiggins and like Jabari Parker. I I can oh, get behind. I like Jabari, That's a, yeah. I see he's he's I like his game. But. R.I.P. Jabari. Ninety-eight draft. Uh, Vince Carter, number five to Golden State. Larry Hughes, Dirk Nowitzki, Paul Pierce, Robert Tractor threw... Trailer, R.I.P. Michael oh, yeah. Candy, Mike Bibby, LaFrance, Antoine Jameson. Antoine Jameson. Yeah, that's crazy that they're. He's gonna, that's going to be his twentieth year, next year. That's old. Dirk is old, and it's not even Vince Carter doing Dude, it. Vince Carter, yeah. I, I'm telling you, man, he's going to go twenty three years. It's Chad Carter. <laughs> that's his little brother. It's Chris Carter. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, speaking of like uh, uh, housewife drama, let's talk about uh, Amari Stoudemire for a second. Oh, he man. made headlines this week for being a homophobic asshole. Look, he he, was, well, uh, let, me, let me just give context real okay. quick in case anyone hasn't heard this. Uh, a reporter in Israel where he's now playing, uh, not just because they won't let him in the NBA, but because he identifies as uh, as a, a Hebrew now. I don't, I don't, I don't accept that. Spoiler yeah. alert! It's really because he, he can't hang in the NBA anymore. But a reporter asked him what he would do if he had a gay teammate. Uh, Amari said, "I'm going to shower across the street, make sure my change of clothes are around the corner, and I'm going to take a different route to the gym." Uh, he later apologized. Like two days later, he said, "I want to apologize for my offensive comments against the LGBT community." He forgot the cue. Uh, <laughs> these remarks were taken from a larger interview where a reporter was asking me hypothetical questions. And all my answers had a comedic undertone. The answers I gave were meant to be taken as jokes, and I am deeply sorry for offending anyone. I am open to creating a dialogue to assist the fight the LGBT community encounters daily and will continue to focus on playing basketball. As I continue to give them something to fight against. Yeah. So, guys, uh, I'm going to ask you, uh, how much are you buying this apology for? I don't think he should be. Uh, he's not a Jew in my book. <laughs> he's like all my cousins who voted for Trump. Not That's, number That's number one. That's number one. Not yeah. our Jew. Not my Jew. Not my Jew. Not my Jews. Hashtag not my Jews. I have to say that my Gentile friend Amari Stoudemire's apology seems really authentic to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, either he was really kidding, he was trying to say them, he was trying to be hilarious, or I think he actually just kind of outed himself. I think that kind of like when a dude, when a person is so freaked out, then clearly they're trying to run from something. Well, this is also a dude who I think in 2012 was fined 50 grand for uh, calling someone a faggot on Twitter. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. The NBA fined him for when he was a Nick. Yeah. Oh well. So yeah, then I stand by my. I think he just outed himself then. Yeah, I think he outed himself. Which also, God he bless, said, by the way. Hey man, yeah. do you? You're in Israel. Like, yeah. People are beautiful. Beautiful. Like half, like, Those are Peruvian some and, like, beautiful Greek. men. Yeah, like they're all in the army. Yeah. So they're all and they're all just like living in the moment because they never know when just like that's right taken away from and they're them. very comfortable taking a very small plot of land and like pushing their elbows out <laughs> slowly and aggressively until you're like fine you're first in line I'm sorry ma'am it was only a matter of time until we got on a two state solution just here on the slowly on the expanding their elbows yeah <laughs> like in that's the line right. for that's like, right. I deserve this yeah. this is my space now yeah. I'm here now yeah. uh, God bless everybody how how. <laughs> How overly confident is Amari Sotomayor in himself that he thinks that like every gay person wants to fuck him in the shower? He's either like he's either just like stupidly homophobic or just like really not funny. Oh, I mean he's really not funny. So I've seen him on the Mindy Project. He was in Trainwreck. Not yeah. funny in either. Yeah, yeah, he was not. He's not good. Yeah. Also, how did he able to? How did he slide into Trainwreck? That was. 
it, I don't know. It seemed like for a minute because he was like Mindy Kaling like talked about him in her book and mm-hmm. like then like put him on her on her show and then he was in Trainwreck and I'm like, is there just like a weird thing where and then LeBron all these was comedy like, writers want to fuck Amari Sotomayor so they put him in shit? <laughs> I don't know. LeBron funny in Trainwreck in your opinion? Oh God, yeah. Okay, he was probably the best part of that movie. <laughs> okay, I think good. he was the funniest part of yeah. that movie. Great, uh, which says a lot about that movie, and that's all I'll say. And a lot about LeBron. Yeah. He's perfect in everything he does. When LeBron is funnier than Bill Hader in your movie, <laughs> your movie might have problems. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, so basically what we're saying is Amar Sotomayor, a uh, homophobic asshole, yeah. stay in Israel. But a beautiful man. If I were in a shower with Amar Sotomayor, I would have no problem figuring something out. Yeah, dude. Maybe you should just like open your mind. He's a good-looking dude. Guys, I have I have another little piece of drama that happened this week. Uh, Sacramento Kings point guard Ty Lawson he took to social media Tuesday night to ask, "Where's a bomb Taco Tuesday spot in Sacramento?" And I guess apparently people came in with the recommendations, and uh, he had a good time. But then the next day, he uh, there was an injury report. He almost missed the game with gastroenteritis. <laughs> <laughs> so that's absolutely phenomenal yeah my question to you guys is have you ever have you ever missed work or gotten in trouble at work due to explosive diarrhea (laughs) i must have i'm trying to think i'm i've had some pretty pretty great diuretic experiences it must have cost me some time at work i don't remember eating anything specific but i did win a wing a wing eating competition in college and then like had some real that was missed some missed just like some time at school where i was just like in the bathroom for the entire day. Recovering. Yeah, yeah. Peter missed graduation. He was supposed to, <laughs> missed supposed to give the speech. Yeah. He left the microphone on <laughs> on his lapel. Oh. Classic naked gun moment. Oh. <laughs> One <Man>. wing, <laughs> two wings. Yep, I counted them as they came out. <laughs> One, two, three. Um, oh, man, that's so bad. Should we talk about some injuries, guys? Let's do it. Let's talk this, about, yeah. The past month has been riddled with injuries. Well, we had a good run without him for a long time. And this, I mean, there was like... Really not. I mean, no, Jabari. Other than like Jabari, that was Jabari was, went down when January, yeah, December. Um, other than that, there was like not a lot of injuries. That young man like, on the Timberwolves that jumps through the roof, Levine, Levine, Levine is also, Levine. yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, but yeah, in the team. past month alone, we've lost uh, Kevin Durant, uh, Joel Embiid. We lost him to a really brutal Zaza Pachulia flop. Could you yeah. imagine if that head came in contact with your body oh, with any mo any any motion behind it? It's like a bowling ball. You put me in a hospital. Yeah. I think I could take a headbutt from Zaza Pachulia. In the knee? Well, I don't know about the knee. Right to the forehead you would take it? Yeah. Dude, you're I've, out of your I've mind. I've got a hard head. I don't know. You do have a big dopey head. I do have like a giant large melon. Yeah. Dopey? Yeah. Well, that was unexpected. <laughs> and I undeserved. It, I meant it in a loving way. Yeah, it seemed affectionate. I was at a dinner party last night, and someone just pointed at me and said, you're the most likable person here. <laughs> And I think he was just trying to start a fight. I think so, too. Amongst all the dinner party guests. Oh. I think he was just trying to like also, start a mutiny. That sounds like the kind of thing they say to you just before they set you free in the forest to run for your life as they hunt you. 
He did. I did end up going to a bar with him afterwards and regretted it. <laughs> I regretted doing it. He didn't try to hunt me. It's because he complimented yeah. you. You were like, all right, I'll hang out with yeah, you. Yeah, I was more. like, I might fuck this guy. <laughs> That's the opposite. I, that has the opposite effect on me. If someone compliments me, I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> what do you want? What do you, what Who do you are you? You don't know me. Yeah. I do that in relationships. When, when someone says I'm like nice or cute or smart or whatever, um, my response is like, fuck you. But then, like, I complimented you when I first came into your home. Did that was that a, a turn off? Where's that? Did that well, we're not you? dating. Oh, yeah. Guess this I is a relationship thing. Misread. But then when I when they call me dumb, I'm like, yeah, that's the that's what I want. <laughs> call, call me an idiot. <laughs> Say I'm stupid. Yeah, yeah. I am. Ask yourself why you're dating me. <laughs> that's right, baby. <laughs> really a charmer. Is it a bad sign that the porn that I watch has a tendency to veer into the women insulting the camera and, and like hurling? <laughs> Like horrible names at the camera. Like that's not a great sign, right? I think it's it's just a sign that you're really comfortable with how much you hate yourself. No, no, I'm definitely at peace with how much I hate yeah, myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. so then you're good. I mean, what else are, is there to do with yourself? Other Except than to you hate it. Yeah. So Durant's injured, right? Do you think Durant hates himself? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin Durant, his injury, uh, in my opinion, is is a big blow for the Warriors. They they they. Immediately lost the Wizards game that that Durant got injured in. Then they went and lost to the Bulls. I know this is a wildly unpopular opinion, but let's hear it. Don't you think that Durant getting hurt exemplifies why it was stupid of them to sign him in the first place? Like they had built this organic team for like four plus years. They had the depth. They had so much depth. It was like they had the death lineup, and then it was like you could plug all these other guys kind of like into the death lineup system, and then they were just like you know. They're like executives. We're all over their own dicks. Oh, we can go get Durant. We're so forward thinking. We'll be unstoppable. But they sacrificed their depth and they sacrificed their continuity. And he's playing a lot of four. Him and Draymond are going to have to be the front court. Like that, they they don't have Bogut. They don't have Spates. They have like a washed up David West. Like even though he like, and he also like just stops the ball. He like dribbles and isolates in the fourth quarter. Like it makes Scotty Brooks look like a much better coach now. Seeing him do the same isolation pull-up that he would get creamed for on your team. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't think – like, I, you, I think it's, I mean, a, it's fair to say the, now, the, like – In almost, his defense, that his the isolation pull-up is unstoppable pretty much. You're right. It's not like it's not working for him. But 10 months – or, like, 8 months later, he got hurt, and now they have no depth. And can you – I think they're worse. I think, it was a, I think it was a bad sign. I think it's fair to say – and I know that's like, what? No. But – I, I think, think that's a fair – Listen, I certainly wish that he stayed where he was. That would have been great had that had those two players figured it out and won a ring together. That just would have been enjoyable. Um, only speaking only as someone that was watching them when they were not good and Westbrook wasn't starting and they didn't have Harden yet. Like to, they had these flashes of such inspired basketball together when they were like toddlers. That was like enough for me to be like I would rather watch this team than anybody. Watch them grow. It was incredible, and then I so I think it's in that in the, only in that sense it's a bummer he went to the Warriors. I think that their lack of depth is a concern, especially as Cleveland is loading up the way they are. I mean, Cleveland is just like adding bullets every day. I can't believe they've gotten so deep. They have like they have so many first round picks. They have so many like Derek Williams. Like we're going to sign him for nothing next year, and he's mm-hmm. like the perfect body to just like yeah. fill in for LeBron to cut his minutes down. Yeah, it's crazy to me that they added. Darren Williams and Andrew Bogut for like nothing. Nothing. They didn't lose anything. No, they just get they do they just signed up to be like, yeah, I'll play with that yeah. team. 
Is it weird this year? I feel like this year more than any other year, there's just more good players available post-trade deadline just to fucking sign. Yeah, it seems that way. I don't know how that buyout stuff works technically. Yeah. It, it, it seems so weird how like just casually and flippantly they they can get buy they can get bought out and then just like decide what team they go to cuz like it's it says weird. like oh we just clear waivers well it's like well, why doesn't anyone fucking claim them on waivers? Like waivers is just like a I, thing every team you... wants to just keep their cap where it is or their salary where it is so they can be under the cap and sign whoever for whatever crazy fucking contract they but can get. But if you're like year. the Washington Wizards, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is like obviously someone smart could explain this or like the internet could. But like if, if you're the if Wizards. you're out there listening and you're smart, yeah. hit us up on the podcast. Well, the you can explain stuff to us. Yeah. yeah. At Airbuds Pod. <laughs> but like why wouldn't the Wizards just be like, yeah, no, we'll take you. Like we'll claim you off waivers. Yeah. Why, and why don't why, – I'm, I'm confused how a player just determines at that point in their career that like – I'm playing with this team. Yeah, or Bogut was like deciding between like four teams. Yeah, of his choosing. That's so. That's weird to me. Like, so yeah, the Sixers buy him out. Sixers obviously have no plans for him. They, they're not going to fucking play Andrew Bogut in their system. They need centers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, hey. we only have five centers. <laughs> we better get team, a six guys. center. We need that six center. Who's going to be our six center? Where are you going to find that six center? Is yeah. it is it Ashik? Do you think it's going to be Ashik? <laughs> you guys are going to just sign, tra- know, sign a trade for going to fucking trade Okafor for seven centers <laughs> six. and like nine second round draft picks in twenty twenty two. Oh God, Colangelo. Oh, I miss Sam Hickey. Do you um, want to pour one out for speaking of injuries? Your boy Joel Embiid. Uh, Joel Embiid, torn meniscus. That's a that's a that's a serious injury, guys. It's terrible. I mean, I've had three meniscus surgeries myself. Yeah. See, I had a I, I had two cleanups, and then I have a cadaver's meniscus in my right knee that they like implanted. So Joel, if you, one, some, uh, if you need some, someone to talk to, yeah, yeah. Hit, hit us up at Airbus Spot. I'll talk to you about injuries yeah. or some spare corpse meniscus. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have like a do you have a plug on that? Like do you, do you have yeah. a, do you have a meniscus guy? <laughs> Thank you, whoever died in Boston in That's like two thousand and one. That's it. Appreciate it. Who do you think? Do you know who whose it is? Do no. you have the right to know? I don't think so. What if you have like a serial pedophile who was executed by the state? You got his meniscus. That would make sense that I've been fucking a lot of children recently. Like Jerry cool. Orbach. Do you watch his kids? <laughs> I <did>. <laughs> <laughs> We can cut that out of the pod, right? Yeah. We can cut it out. We can cut it out. Isn't this like Jerry Orbach's eyes? Doesn't somebody have... Someone has Jerry Orbach's eyes? Uh, yes. I'm under the impression that someone's walking around with Jerry Orbach's eyes. I've got Jerry Orbach's eyes. Wait, yes. is Jerry Orbach, is he from Law & Order? Yeah. Sure, yeah. And yeah. Lumiere in okay. Beauty and the Beast and um, all of Broadway ever. Original Wild Party, if I'm not mistaken. yelling and, at me. <laughs> just sorry. screaming at him. <laughs> I love Broadway! <laughs> yeah. I, I, were, they, were they nice looking eyes? Beautiful. Yeah. Nice. He was great. Him and Jesse L. Martin were probably my favorite Law & Order pairing. Yeah. Agreed. I don't remember who Jesse L. Martin is. I never watched... I never got into Law & Order. Really? You know what I got? You know what Jamel... Uh, our, we miss you, Jamel. You know what Jamel got me into recently? What's that? New York Undercover. You guys ever see that? No, but that sounds great. It's basically just like the 90s... Wait, is this... New with, Soul version wait, of, is this, uh, of uh, Miami Vice. Sorry. Is this with uh, uh, um, pa- Pants... What's his name? Joey Pants? They do wear pants. Joe Pantalone? Yeah. No, I don't think he's in it. At least not in the episodes I've seen. Uh, but Giancarlo Esposito. Fantastic. He's in it. And then I don't think uh, anyone else of note is in it. But uh, yeah, it's like if you want to watch a show that's basically Miami Vice set in a Belle Biv DeVoe video, that's, <laughs> that's New York Undercover's your show. I do very much. Thank yeah. you. They also never go undercover. <laughs> I watched like four episodes and like they didn't go undercover once. <laughs> that's great. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Joel Embiid out for the year. Ben Simmons officially out for the year. 
Are uh, you concerned about Embiid coming back next year or just being healthy ever? 100%. And I feel like let's... Because you were on such a high for about six weeks. But what was I always saying? He's going to get hurt. We don't know if he's if gonna he's going to be healthy ever. Like, And then maybe I jinxed him. Did I do this to Joel Embiid, guys? No, Absolutely. Dude, no. Yes, no, 100%. He, he, no, he did. He can't handle that. Listen, right I, I don't believe <laughs> he, in anything. He's that's a fragile Sixers <laughs> fan you're dealing with. You can't just like... No. I I like I'm an atheist. Like I don't believe in much. Like the one thing I do believe in is that like everything is my fault somehow. <laughs> that's right. Like that's my religion. That's so, like, right. Yeah, Joel Embiid getting hurt probably is my fault somehow. That's right. Your yeah. mental confidence you took for granted his health and your joy, yeah. and that's what in the end wounded him anew. That five percent of me being like, but you know, let's see if he can stay healthy. Like that, if I had full faith that he would have been fine, his meniscus would have stayed. Attached so, doubt. Yeah. Not to shift to shift gears just a little bit. Um, do you think he's now not? He's not going to be rookie of the year. There's no way, right? Okay, I think Dario Saric should probably be rookie of the year. Uh, he's played every game since he's gotten more playing time. He's just balling out of his mind. He's averaging twenty and ten basically. He's good. Uh, he's good as hell. He he was on the top ten plays uh, at on NBA.com twice yesterday. He's that is passer. real sad that you had to pull that out. I feel like that was like yeah. the best thing happening to the Sixers right now. If that's like <laughs> you know, the backbone, the Sixers are winning though. The Sixers are still winning. no. You guys are good. Here. Yeah, you guys are like you have a re- like. There are things for you to be optimistic about. There right? are so many players on that team that I think have a chance of being real rotation quality yeah. NBA starters. Covington, Covington. I've been expanding. TJ, TJ McConnell, TJ Max, Ross Dressler-less. Like I. You're going to be out of the league in two years. He might be a yeah. good backup point guard. He I, might be. I don't know. I mean, he, he does lead the league in game-winning shots. Did you know that? I mean, I've We're, seen – they all look like the same. I feel like he hit one over Carmelo. That was like the real, the real low point for the Knicks this season. Yeah, it was tough, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Carmelo didn't even try. I guess he just – Why like, would he? Yeah. This five-foot-eight white guy. He's yeah. going to hit the game-winning shot. And it's then a he beautiful does. turnaround yeah. from the block. All right, where were we? That's uh, that's two. McConnell. McConnell. Wait, no, I I said McConnell's gonna be out of the league. No, he's one of the players that I'm saying could be okay. good one day. Uh, Rashawn Holmes is gonna be totally fucking great backup center mm-hmm. uh, for years to come. Sarich. Sarich. He's gonna be an all star in five years. I'm already bet. He's yes. Be an all star. Embiid, if he stays healthy. Simmons, when he gets back. That's right. Covington. Um, Cove. Yeah. Jaleel Okafor. I know you hate him, but he's at worst like a bench rotational player who's gonna get you buckets. He gets buckets. Did you see the video, the the twenty twenty second clip of of him on defense where he? Yeah, have you ever like gone over to someone's house and you're like move, you're helping them move and like you're trying to move a couch like out the door and like down the steps and there's two of you and it's really hard and painful and then you have that one like useless friend who's just like standing around kind of in the way. He's like, do you guys like what? Could I do like what should I do? Yeah. What like and you're just like we're moving the fucking couch like we can't tell you what to do right now. Yeah, but, like, yeah, but what should I do? That's like Jaleel Okafor on <laughs> defense. Yeah. Everyone else is fucking working their asses off, and he's just like looking around like, like a, a lost child. In a, like he looks like a kid holding a rabbit. Like he's got like a faraway, like glazy, middle distance stare. 
Or it's like he's like thinks he's like pulling a fast one on everyone. Like he's like pointing to stuff and like that is defense. Yeah. It's like Kyrie does that sometimes when Kyrie will be like, someone cover my guy over there that's going to score. I know he's over there though. He's like, and he's like pointing and it's like, yeah. I don't know. The idea I don't think he's that smart. I, like I kind of liked where Ethan was going about like holding a rabbit. And like <laughs> he's a just happy. Just, like, he's, he's just Lenny from, from Look at the rabbits, Jaleel. Yeah. <laughs> I also think the young man from the Mavericks that just – Put Noel up tw- Noel, yeah. No, uh, the that you got for Noel Anderson, right? Oh, Anderson, yeah. I think he. I mean, he. I've never seen him play, and I saw highlights from this most recent win, and he yeah. looks great. He's. I mean, we'll see what happens with him. I think he's like a kind of an unknown quantity. He came from a Mavs team that didn't doesn't get a lot of press because obviously because they suck. So it's like I I barely have seen him play until he came to the Sixers, but I don't know what he is. I mean, I guess I was. That's the only. Kind of bright side and giving away Nerlens Noel for almost nothing. Also, but. you have like one of five coaches that makes a difference in the league, which is like something. Isn't that weird? That it's badass. I like, dude. I, I remember listening to Brett Bound on uh, Zach Lowe's podcast. Dude's like real, like real Popovich esque. Yeah. He's like really like take, like he talked about like when they were in New York, how he like takes the team out. It's basically like him being like a college slash life slash mm-hmm. mentor dude to these like. 19, 20-year-old kids. Children. Yeah, like literal children. Yeah. And like touring them around the country and like giving them life lessons and like creating, like literally having the opportunity to create a culture. And I think that shows when Embiid is out and like you're still beating the Hawks. That's right. Or like beat, even like taking the Knicks like to the end. Like they've played really well this year. They're at least like, even when they like have stretches where they don't score for six minutes, your team is like competitive competitive and just... Much better than they were last. And they year. seem. Now how many first round picks do they have this year? Two. Uh, they have their pick. They have they have the right to swap with the Kings. And then um, they have the Lakers pick if it's outside the top three. The Lakers oh, pick that's right. Top three protected. But the Lakers have just been tanking so beautifully. Oh my god! It was pretty amazing that like at some point in December they're like we we're winning way too much. <laughs> yeah. Bye, bye, Lou. We have to go. Have <laughs> Take to it easy, Lou. And the Sixers are twenty three and thirty eight. Obviously, not a great record. But guess what? They were what were they nine and and seventy three last year. What's yeah. the T Wolves record? Uh, T Wolves are blah 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 twenty five and thirty six. So yeah. they're as good as the T Wolves basically. And that team is like stocked yeah. with like studs. Isn't it amazing though uh, when you hear Brett Brown talk to hear that accent not be like a racist asshole? <laughs> it is like, like isn't it weird when you're like, I think it's wicked important to. Live in other cultures and, <laughs> and see the world, so you become a more tolerant person. <laughs> he was like, like, "Why hey, aren't uh, you racist right now?" Yeah, like, how did you not like say the N word already? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brett Brown, thanks for not being racist. Yeah, thanks for being a good a good dude. Good on you. You um, know, I was looking at Ethan's IMDb page. Just oh yeah. Uh, oh, no. I have some questions about his IMDb page. Googling, too, googling a little bit. You're a writer. Yes. You're yes. a producer. You're an actor. Yeah. You're a you're a legit bona fide multi-hyphenate right i have a hyphen yeah so i was thinking uh where do you keep your hyphen in where do you keep your hyphen? Where do you, I, in your in your sock drawer i hold it on in my body in your body yeah are you verified on twitter verified on twitter i don't think so no get off our podcast <laughs> goodbye verified only uh, no, I'm not verified on Twitter. I don't want to ever be verified on Twitter, and I will quit that website if they ever do it to me. <laughs> uh, may I ask you a follow-up question on this? Because I feel like in listening to the po- I have heard every moment of your work, and again, oh, I want to compliment thanks, you. Man. Thank you. I feel like you, re- maybe at the end of the last episode, refused to give your social media. Yeah. I, 
do you can you talk to me a little bit about what that what you just have no you want no part of the whole nonsense i mean i'm on twitter uh i think uh last episode it was just peter was being annoying <laughs> as we were trying to wrap the episode up and he interrupted me to say that i never gave my twitter so i just was like i'm not giving it and i i see uh i didn't do it uh that's right. but that's a perfectly good that. good reason yeah uh but in general i do i do hate twitter and social mm-hmm. media uh mm-hmm. as a writer myself i feel like i'm pressured into being on twitter mm-hmm. and building a quote-unquote following sure uh which is the dumbest thing ever because i don't think i've ever gotten any work off twitter have you no i have don't you I... you almost got me some work off twitter at one point that's true um, it didn't it didn't come through but uh, it was it was it almost happened yeah so um, keep keep your Twitter open for me. <laughs> <laughs> I need need you to hook me up with some more Twitter jobs. But yeah, it's just there's just this weird expectation of like this thing that you do for money, right? Like, just also do for free for thousands of people, but also in this form, you are open to criticism from strangers and people that just for are just angry for no reason. Yeah, so like you, if they you don't cut, like your you joke, snowflake. They'll, they'll call you a cuck, which is actually kind of funny when I get called a cuck on social media. It makes me laugh. But like it's just kind of this weird you have to do this thing, so I naturally am like, fuck you, I don't have to do yeah. it. But I can I yeah. appreciate that. Cuck is such a incredible uh insult to hurl around at a stranger. It really is staggering. Like what if I am, man? Like that's a Mike's, Mike's a cuck. I'm a bona fide cuck. Mike's a I've real cuck. Mazel yeah. tov, mazel tov. Uh, yeah. You know, through ten years away <laughs> of my life. <laughs> Only to get cuckolded. it, and you know what? I think it's hilarious when people call me it because you know, truth is funny. I just want. <laughs> That's also- what I learned from Del Close, baby. <laughs> I agree, sir. <laughs> yes, and cuckold. Well, yeah, ha- happy cucking. Yeah. Wait, I. I- <laughs> well, wait. Oh, we never even got to what. Uh, <laughs> oh. I wanted to. I wanted to ask uh, who are the best NBA multi hyphenates. Oh. Yeah, we got LeBron, who's also an actor, businessman, TV producer. Shaq was very successful in being a hyphenate. Very much it was not so. enjoyable to witness, but he did. Yeah, but did it. He willed did it, it well. to happen. Mediocre yeah. rapper, terrible actor. Mm-hmm. Very successful businessman. Yeah. I'd say CJ McCollum has a radio show. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we, his, we, NBA, his weekly uh, NPR radio show. That his we, backpack rap yeah, show where we, he discusses social issues. And we, we talk about it all the time. Never, never heard it still, but yeah. that, that makes him hyphenated. Um, Damien Lillard, rapper, also, and yeah, probably trying to get into acting. I would bet he's in the he was in the Meet the Hoopers commercials. Sure, he played the baby, which is. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine taking a phone call like as a young point guard and Chris Paul calls you and is like, "I want you to I want you to play my infant son in this commercial." Like, isn't that just a isn't is that, that just bad for Damien Lillard? Is that less embarrassing than Kevin Love having to have like the birds and the bees talk or with the Chris Paul? Yeah, just like listen, you little virgin bitch. <laughs> Auto insurance. Yeah. Yeah. I never understood the Meet the Hoopers commercials myself. Very troubling. I think DeAndre Jordan needs to branch out and do more than just play basketball. He's a charming dude. Very charming dude. Yeah. But yeah, beyond that, Blake Griffin. Uh, he's about to have an hour-long yeah. special on HBO. Yeah, and he's a producer. He's he's uh, got a production company. Yeah, he's doing like a animated pilot for Fox, right? Yeah, I, I that sounds right. Yeah, he's a funny person. He seems funny. What a unhappy basketball player, though. It's a it's very uninspiring to watch Blake Griffin play basketball. It's like I'm so sorry. It's such a, uh, a huge sacrifice. To it does seem like it's he has to be somewhere dur- during the game. He's every so time mad. He he's got a mic to hit. Just like uh, at 10 p.m. at the Hollywood I gotta Hotel. Gotta get to that yeah. West Side Comedy Theater. <laughs> yeah. 
Let's wrap it up, Detroit. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole... The entire Clippers team is uninspiring. Joyless. Yeah. Just a joyless um, pack of assholes. They're real, like, like, uh, you know, Mike and I, Mike's gone to more games than I have this year, but like, and we really were excited about trying to dig into the Clippers as a team, just as you know, a fun little thing to do. And they just really don't make it easy. No, they make it impossible to love them. Yeah. I've tried very hard. You, uh, I was on board that Cassell era, the young Sean Livingston, Elton Brand. Like that team was great. Uh, what's it, Baron Davis? That yeah, that was never a happy marriage, but he's awesome. To, uh, Baron Davis is phenomenal. He's going to play in that three. Was Corey Maggette right? on that team too? Maggette was on that team. Maggette. That was the team that like made it to the semis. Yes, Lamar Odom. Yeah, Cayman. Right? Yeah, Cayman yeah. is Cayman still on the Blazers squad? Mike Dunleavy Jr. was the coach. Does that sound right? Or Mike Dunleavy Senior? That sounds right. That sounds right. Wait, was he the coach? Yeah, or was it? Um, what's his face? What's his face? Yeah, what's his face? What's coach, his face? Coach, what's his face? Coach, what's his face? But this Slenderman. I think Slenderman Slender is the coach. It's <laughs> very little words, but <laughs> yeah, very little emotion on his face. But uh, you oh know. god, hey coach, yeah. two thousand five, two thousand six was Mike Dunleavy senior. I enjoyed that team very much, and watching them turn into this team has been gross. A much better team by like, sure. Wise, like, yeah, they should they should have been in the Mike finals Dunleavy. by now. Uh, yeah. This team, yeah, but they just. Four, I mean, four years ago, they gave the Warriors. They they beat four or five years ago. They beat the Warriors yeah. in the in the playoffs, and it was like they're going to always have the upper hand on the Warriors. Yep. like yeah. they're I mean, the little brothers in California. And then was it three years ago that they had that the best playoff series I've ever seen against the Spurs? That was amazing. Uh, and they beat them in seven. That was and an then amazing. you're just like, fuck. The Clippers are about to roll to the finals. Yeah. And then what? Chris and Blake both got hurt in that series. Both got and, hurt. Yeah. And the Blazers beat them. And then there was then they lost. Two in a row to the Rockets two years ago. Yeah. Oh, that was brutal. That was brutal. Yeah. There's something about Chris Paul that to me seems like he is just a top shelf asshole. (laughs) I don't, I, I think the backwards high five, the like knuckle to knuckle high five is an indication of some sort of shortcoming on your part. Do you think it's an indication that he's a germaphobe possibly? Possibly. I thought that too. And, and DeAndre seems like a really hilarious guy, but I'm sure he's also really, really sweaty. And maybe high-fiving him is like hitting a sea slug. But <laughs> I think that after like this year... Four long little sea slugs? Do you, yeah. do, you think Doc, or do you think Doc Rivers is going to be in trouble if they get bounced in the first round? Yes. So, um, absolutely. I mean, the, the guy who has this much talent but insists on playing his mediocre son so many minutes, like he's also the GM. I mean, Austin Rivers, if you look at his advanced stats, he's unequivocally bad. For the team, and yet he's allowed to be out there getting technicals for arguing with refs. Daddy's boy. He's daddy's boy. I know. I feel bad for him. I root for Austin Rivers because Doc seems bright and thoughtful, but I just I don't want. I wouldn't want that life. Would you? No. So I was a uh, a caddy at Bel Air Country Club like four years ago, and right when the news came out that Doc Rivers was going to be the LA Clippers coach. They used to have to post new member applications up, like, in the clubhouse. And the day, like, the week, day or like week after. Like yeah, and, and just, like, kind of, like, like, hey, here's a new member who might be coming in. Here's what they do. Here's, like, a little bit about them. And his 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 picture was up there. He was, like, sponsored by Al Michaels and, like, ready to go at, like, like the day or two after. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so this dude just going to be coming to L.A. and, like, play golf 
all the time. Yeah. And not really care about this Clippers team. And it turns out that that's basically what happened. He's like, oh, yeah, let's just, like, get Brandon Bass or other guys I know from, like, five years ago to join my team. I know. Like, he, also, he doesn't, run, he doesn't run practice. He goes golfing every day. He yeah. He doesn't have practices. Chris Paul's okay with that, but no one else on the team likes it. It's really, like, they, you know, like, that stuff is the reason why all this, like, other stuff, I think, boils over. There's he just is not engaged as fully as he should be. I don't, I doubt, that's right, that's what everyone says. Like, yeah. that's, like, the grumblings that you hear around L.A. on the If you're a streets. coach, you should be running practice every day. Yeah. If you're Allen Iverson and you're getting beat up every game, you know, I'm, I'm like, yeah, like, we are talking about practice. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have to go every day. You shouldn't have to be there all the time, considering, like, you need to be on ice until, you know, up until the game time every time. But like, if you're Doc Rivers, like, you gotta fucking run practice, man. But also, yeah. he's the GM. Yeah, he's the G. Like, he's competing against David Griffin. Like, he's competing against Daryl Morey. Yeah. Like, you're and and and. But he's not. You know, he's not. He's no. not doing anything. No, they're not threatened by him. So they. Um, the fact that that team has been a sh- a small forward away for like four years is, to my mind, inexcusable. Especially when it's in L.A. Like, get a, dudes want to be in L.A. Yeah, come on now. Get a really good small forward. You have to yeah. figure this out. I, they should have traded – I think they should have traded Blake this year or – I agree. I, Blake. I th- And I was very intrigued by the Blake Griffin for Carmelo trade. I, I don't I – don't, I think they could not do it yeah. for the uh, Derrick Rose first pick situation. But that would have been terrific. Just I think Blake Griffin needs to get out of Los Angeles. All due respect. I don't think he's going to. I think he wants to stay here. Look, it's easier to like – Hone your craft on the mics, you know, if you're somewhere else first, and then come back to like, yeah, like go know? to go to Atlanta, you know, go you got the San laughing Francisco. school, you got all these open mics, you know? go to yeah. Boston, you know, yeah, meet you... new comic, get influenced yeah. by new voices. That's what Kevin Durant's doing. That's why he went to 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 San Francisco. Hilarious, dude, yeah. so funny. We've we've been uh, we've been at it for about an hour. What do you what do you, what do you say we wrap it up? I, every time, I wrap it up every time. Every time, okay, yeah. I have one more question. Can we about wrapping it up every time? Can I ask? Yeah. One? yeah, this is a question for you. Sure. I this is you a f- pointed at Peter. Everybody, I pointed at myself. Oh, <laughs> this is a question for you and only you. If you take a lineup of just five players from whenever for any era, alive or not, Hall of Fame or not, okay, so just like a center, two forwards, two guards, and make it awesome. Like take the time, make a really great lineup. Where, what do you think that that team would be beat by my team? If my team was comprised of five LeBron James, so like Moses, Tim Duncan, Bird, Ray Allen, Jason Kidd, do you think that five LeBron James could beat that team? Yeah, I'm gonna pick five LeBrons every time over everybody. Peter, can you stop just jerking off under the table no, when we talk about I LeBron can't. James? Like Why this? would you like that? that I mean, it, you'd probably have to pick like another player. To have that hypothetical with. What's funny is that when Peter over. jerks off, he actually draws little LeBron faces on all five of his fingers. Okay, and he makes these little kissing yeah. noises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My baby. Yeah. My little baby. Uh, five LeBrons would beat anybody. Anybody. Uh, yeah. I mean, he plays all five positions. He can defend all five positions. And he's the greatest player of all time. It would be amazing opinion. also to see like those five LeBrons be able to pass to each I other. I agree. So then here's a follow-up. If, I, if my team now... If your team now, I still have my five LeBron James. Now you have Durant, George, no, uh, Paul George, Ante Tacupo, mm. Draymond, and Kawhi Leonard. You're still taking LeBrons? I'm taking five LeBrons. I would take five LeBrons. Because, well, I don't know. because the five LeBrons is going to still win like 
probably three to four of those matchups every time. At at least a run into the floor. Like LeBron definitely. I mean, I would like. Also, it's like. Let's let's dig deep on basketball reference at some point and have you back and like go over this again. But like, I feel like he wins all of those matchups every time he plays. I think he does too. Also, he makes every like. It's so fun to see, like, as soon as Derek Williams came in on that first 10-day contract, you're like, oh, Derek Williams just gets to play next to LeBron now. He's going to be shooting 37% from three-point range. because, And he's just going to run the floor and be open all the time. Like, he makes everyone around him so much better. It's so so aggravating. And it's it's not, and it's, like, so underrated. It's so annoying. I don't like anything about him except the fact that he's the best basketball player. So if there were five of them and, like, they were all just making themselves, like, so much better, it's, like, self-sustaining awesomeness. Now, can I ask a question, a clarifying question? Do these five LeBrons, Mm -hmm. do they each have their own individual mind? Or is this like an Agent Smith in the Matrix where they split, but they share one? They're all of a one Of one collective mind? A super organism? Yeah. Like an ant colony? Yeah. Like the root system of certain banyan trees? Sure. That's exactly what he was That was what he was going for. Do these five LeBron James communicate? Telepathically? Across the entire court? Or do they even have to communicate? Like, they don't have to because they just they're all using know smell. what the other one is. Right, they're using smell. and Yeah, smell is also... How do it? they smell? Are they wearing cologne? Right. Do they smell like talcum because they're all throwing... How big is the talcum cloud? They all, the smell like, the they all smell like the inside of a new Kia. Ooh. See, and I wonder if they'd get along. Like, I, if I had to spend time with four other me's, I would probably be very unhappy. Let's watch multiplicity yeah. and see what happens. <laughs> Hilarity ensues. Yeah. I've been a one since day one, you niggas boo-boo. Your own boy, you black, that you're from? Boo-boo. Little hoes you went to school with? Boo-boo. Baby my man, you new bitch? Boo-boo. Ethan Sandler, you have anything uh, you want to plug? Uh, no. I mean, don't you write on a TV show? There's uh the my uh my son's super into Alien the the franchise and also the Predator franchise. Are you gonna take your son to see Alien Covenant? No, I think it's gonna be way too way way too. He's ten. I know. I'm asking. You said how old were you when you saw Predator? By the way, I'll let you know. I'm not. I don't want to see Predator. The first Predator. You haven't seen the Predator. Uh, The one with the Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Maybe like bits and pieces of it on AMC, but like as a grown man. Yeah. How old were you? Sorry. You saw it very young. I was. I, I had no limits to what I could watch. When I, I was like anything uh, I wanted to at any time. Yeah, and Predator was definitely like I saw at least twenty times by the time I was ten. They're skinned humans, right? There's not there's oh, skinned absolutely. humans from the tree and things and going through eyes and stuff. Blood, yeah. On people. I, he can't watch. He's ten years old, but he's obsessed. He's drawing. All he does is draw predators and aliens all day long. I will, I'll plug. You're going to take him to see the new Shane Black reboot. I mean, that's sure to be more PG-13 than. Uh, than the original. Oh, the the alien predator. predator. Oh, predator! I didn't realize it was yeah, coming. Yeah. Oh, then yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean that's going to be they that they want that to be a four quadrant movie, so that's going to be yeah, basically bloodless. I bet that was the cool thing about Logan is like a rated R Wolverine. You're like, oh, this is this is so great. <laughs> yeah, for once you just... get to see him stab people and blood come out. Yeah, yeah, it's you're like, oh, that's right, Wolverine is is the best because he murders the shit out of he people, shreds people, and he just like stabs them in the face. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that's. That's a lot of fun. That does sound fun. Right, Highly so, recommend Logan. That's so, I'm 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 shouting out Logan. Yeah, plug yeah, Logan. Ethan's plugging uh, the Aliens and Predator franchises. Yep. Yeah. I'm plugging the X Men. The Patrick, seeing Patrick Stewart say "fuck a bunch" is awesome. Can't recommend it high enough. And the little girl is amazing. I'm on team her definitely over Stranger Things, lady. Whoa! Wow. 
I mean, unnecessary to start a fight between yeah. the two, but I'm, you know what? I'm yeah, starting yeah. for it. Let's fact, do it. Yeah. I'm, st- I'm, I'm probably the fact that you're comparing these young. I'm, I'm picking the teams, and I'm I'm on her team. I want to possibly. Let's uh, go. I'm on that bandwagon. P team Patrick Stewart cursing over George Takai cursing. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna plug uh, Downton Abbey. I've never seen it, but uh, you know we're all plugging things we have nothing to do with. So Downton Abbey is it's great, phenomenal, great yeah. show. Uh, and uh, at B E N N E R on Twitter at Danger Moses for Peter. Mm-hmm. At I'm not on Twitter. Oh, I thought you were. I mean, I, I'm on it, but I'm not gonna go there. Just Ethan is just not plugging a damn He's off thing. the grid, man. I'm, yeah. I'm off the <laughs> grid. Don't you have that new Netflix movie with uh, uh, David Spade? Yeah, but that's something else. Like, don't worry about that. <laughs> Uh, Adam Sandler joke, guys. I'm going to cut that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are at Airbuds Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, like us and review us on iTunes and all that shit. And uh, yeah, have a good week. Happy basketball. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 